This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Here we go on a Tuesday. We're live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. One hour from now, the Herd hierarchy. The Jets were oh so close to sneaking in at number 10. They're back to, like, 19th, 20th, but it is great to have you in. Do the Chargers sneak in? J-Mac, Nick Wright, an hour from now. Once the Chargers got a special teams touchdown, it was 7-0, and you're asking Zach Wilson to climb up a hill. That's not really what he can do. And then your best player, Garrett Wilson, fumbles, and Zach Wilson fumbles. I mean, Tackling wasn't great. Can we just not talk about it today? Is there anything else we can – anything else on the docket? <laughs> So, first of all, let's start with this. The NFL needs more flex scheduling. Get these bad quarterbacks off my television set. Thursday, I've got the Bears. And next Sunday, I've got the Raiders and the Jets. Please, more flex scheduling. There's about eight guys I like. We'll get to that in a second. And the rest of them, get them off my TV. Last night, though, is a perfect example. It encapsulates the difference between a franchise quarterback and not having one. 
So Justin Herbert was missing two of his top three receivers, still nursing a broken finger, facing a great defense and a great defensive coach on the road. And yet he was two for two in the red zone. Got two chances, two for two. Very good on third down and created the longest drive of the game, 16 plays, and had a crucial, crucial 10-yard run on third and eight. He wasn't great last night, but on third down, he was 7 of 16. Damn good against that Jets defense. And he was 2 for 2 in the red zone. By the way, how was Zach Wilson against a much weaker defense? 0 for 2 in the red zone, 3 for 17 on third down. And that is the difference between a half and a half not in this league. Zach Wilson at home against a weaker defense that can't find its way. Couldn't make crucial plays. Justin Herbert, broken finger, great defense, missing his top two of three receivers, couldn't run the ball, kept getting first downs. If you look at the current standings in the NFL today, I'll give you the quarterback who leads the division, Tua and Josh Allen, best two quarterbacks in the division. Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert, NFC, Jalen Hurts and Dak, Detroit, Jared Goff, and Derek Carr. Seven of the eight divisions. We'll figure out Seattle and San Francisco. We don't, we don't love either quarterback there. Seven of the eight divisions, best quarterback leads. Now, those quarterbacks aren't always great, but they don't implode. Fumble three times last night like Zach. They have the trust of their teammates and staff. A coordinator is willing to take big swings even deep in their own territory, sometimes throwing out of an end zone. Never forget this. The best quarterback in the world is Patrick Mahomes, the very best. He was the MVP last year and the Super Bowl MVP. Did you realize five times, five times, about 30% of his starts, he had a passer rating under 90, but he never lost the faith of his staff of his teammates, of his old line of the play callers, not once. This Jets team, they don't believe in Zach Wilson. This Jets staff, they don't believe in Zach Wilson. How often can you go to the sidelines, look those defensive players in the eye, and expect them to march out, put up their best effort, when they're watching Justin Herbert with a broken finger down to one big-time receiver and a first-round receiver who appears to be a semi-bust. They can't run the football, and he's just making stuff happen. Zach's mental mistakes, pre-snap penalties. I mean, a five-yard penalty on third down for Zach Wilson is like taking an old beater, like I drove in college and maybe you did, up the Grand Canyon. A five-yard penalty, third and three to third and eight, feels absolutely insurmountable. Now, he didn't get a break on the special teams touchdown by the Chargers, but if the Jets got one, think Justin Herbert couldn't come back from 7-0? Here was the coach, Robert Sala, after. One of those bizarre games that just every time we had momentum, uh, like I said, just a self-inflicted wound. uh, wound. Uh, Was it his best game? Obviously not. Was it his worst game? No, I'm not going to say it was even close to his worst game, but uh, uh, I think the entire offense, obviously we all could have been better. So, you know, I I don't want to be too hard on Zach Wilson. I said before, I didn't want him drafted. I wasn't a fan. 
I said he was Johnny Manziel with a better arm. I would never have handed the franchise to him. There were just things psychologically, his background, his style. Uh, I didn't love his judgment. Not my guy. I'm no expert. I thought Sam Darnold would be great. But I was never a fan of Manziel. I'm not a fan of Zach Wilson, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes I hit, sometimes I don't. I think I'm more often right than wrong, but who cares, right? But I will say this. He is the majority of the NFL. Now, I think he's worse than most and far worse. But ask yourself this. I always do a Super Bowl bubble. If I just did, don't go to it yet, but if I just did a quarterback bubble, meaning, and these are players like Herbert last night who can be banged up on the road without top weapons, facing a very good defense, and can go on the road and win games not having all your elements. I always call it the overcomers, right? The guys that can overcome it. Justin Herbert's first year in the league, he had a coach that was fired. He had an offensive line that ranked 32nd in the league. And he set rookie quarterback touchdown passing records. Joe Burrow, horrible offensive line, got to a Super Bowl. You've got to overcome. Stop whining about play calling. Stop whining about the offensive line. Burrow got to a Super Bowl with one as bad as the Jets, and Herbert set records. And by the way, this year, Kansas City downgraded left tackle. Kansas City has rebooted their offensive line. The year they did, they won a Super Bowl. Now Kansas City can't get their wide receivers right. They don't have a one or a two, and they lead their division. Who can overcome? Who can miss receivers? Run for your life. Great defense. Players hurt on the road and win games like that. Who are the overcomers? Folks, the number is tiny. I think there are eight in the NFL, and just eight. Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, and Matt Stafford. Now, Stafford's banged up right now, and so everybody's going to say, well, what about Stafford's running for his life? He's hurt again. Stafford can make throws as good as anybody not named Patrick Mahomes in this league. Now, you say, what about Dak? Dak is not an overcomer. He has a 17-27 and 27 record against playoff teams in his career. He needs help. What about Jared Goff? I love him way more than most people, but I watch him get engulfed two or three times a year. He got engulfed last weekend. What about Aaron Rodgers? I don't know what he is next year. I saw him last year when he didn't have everything lined up for him. He couldn't make the playoffs in the NFC. He got beat at home by Detroit, a non-playoff team, in the final game of the year. Now, Zach Wilson is clearly worse than most, but a quarter of this league, they're not overcomers, and that's what everybody's trying to find. Now, C.J. Stroud, I need more, but it looks very, very promising. Anthony Richards, another rookie, looks very promising, but you got to give me a season. We got to get to like Thanksgiving of year two. Again, C.J. Stroud looks very promising, but there's eight to me in the league that, like Herbert last night, could be missing two of the top receivers, on the road, great defense, nursing a broken finger, and be good on third down, have a pivotal 10-yard run, and two for two in the red zone. And that's really the difference, is just being able, when you start belaboring and lamenting play calling and wide receiver drops, do you know who has the most wide receiver drops in the NFL right now? What team? at least a week ago, it was Patrick Mahomes. I don't want to hear about your wide receivers dropping the football. I don't want to hear about it. Now, they don't need to make catches like Keenan Allen made last night. I'm not asking for that. Mahomes, every year, his Chiefs usually near the top of dropping passes. 
and they have downgraded their left tackle this year, and they're still in first place in the AFC, at least in their division. So uh, that's it. So I can bang on Zach Wilson, but he is in the group, the overwhelming group of people not truly gifted enough to overcome it. And, you know, most of those guys that should be noted, Mahomes a first-rounder, Josh Allen a first-rounder, you know, Matt Stafford a first-rounder, Trevor Lawrence a first-rounder, Jalen Hurts top. I mean, most of these guys are first-round talents. You can see them in college. Lamar, Josh, Herbert, Burrow, Trevor, Mahomes, Stafford, all first-rounders. Now, Jalen Hurts was a second-rounder, but, you know, again, so was Drew Brees. But, again, you can say you're going to find them in the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth. Brock Purdy's never going to make this list. Okay, he's not. I like him. He's not going to make this list. It's mostly guys that were dominant in high school. Stafford's one of the best high school quarterbacks ever. Dominant in college. They go in the first round. They may go late first round like Lamar. They may have skeptics. I was one of them on Lamar, but that's that's where you get them from. So there's just not many on the planet. Could the league make it easier for quarterbacks? Folks, the league, the rules have never been more shaded toward offensive players. Now, I know the league is sophisticated, but now they have stuff in the helmet. So the coaches are talking to the players in the helmet. I don't want to hear excuses. I just watched Josh Dobbs with no practices win in Minnesota. Zach Wilson, not smart enough. Cognitively, too slow. Makes mistakes. Bad judgment. I'm sorry. You can make all these excuses, but the guys that were great in high school and college, the first-round guys, they're cutting it up here too. So I understand when teams take swings, but... You know, like, I'll, I'll give a former employee of Fox, Troy Aikman, credit. He called it out, first pass of the game by Zach Wilson. I appreciate that. He came right out and said, this is not good enough. You can't miss layups. Got to be better on third down. Always appreciate when analysts in these standalone games, these are big games, everybody in the league hears it, call out the truth, and that's the truth. Um, all right, we got a lot of stuff. I, I saw another little interesting story with the Michigan Wolverines. Be very careful, Big Ten, about celebrating burying Harbaugh. Also last night, the clip show. Jay Mack, if you want to talk about something, the clip show. All the, all the four best players played well. Well, three of the four played well. They still got housed by the Knicks. How you feeling today? Well, listen, let's, let's stop banging on Zach Wilson. This is not all about Zach Wilson. Okay. You give up the punt return touchdown, Garrett Wilson fumbles, and Zach Wilson and the offense have Billy Turner, who had started no games this year, Veteran, below-average replacement player. One-on-one against Joey Bosa. Half the night. Like, whose idea was that? How's that going to work? Billy Turner? Well, some of this— Like, that's not on Zach. Bosa is one-arming him, move out of my way, and attacking the quarterback. Let's also give the Chargers front office credit. So, Bosa, they drafted. Khalil Mack, free agent, has been a hit. And this kid out of USC, the second rounder, is tremendous. He's excellent. So, they got three— the Chargers have three legitimate pass rushers. And I mean elite guys who can get after the quarterback. So they're all healthy now. So what you're watching with the Chargers is the first time this year, that's a real pass rush. If you're going to beat Kansas City, if you're going to beat Lamar, the Chargers have the remedy for it. Make the opposing star quarterback under duress every snap. Colin, let's rewind 24 hours. I'm, I've got a crystal ball, and I'm going to tell you two stats. The Chargers have 191 yards of total offense, and the Jets sacked Justin Herbert five times. Yeah. Who wins that game? Generally, that's why I took the Jets. I thought it would be ugly and low scoring. The Jets' defense did everything. 191 yards for Herbert. He had One of the metrics had him as the worst game of his career last night for Herbert. And two for two in the red zone, 
effective on third down, and the biggest scamper of the game during that long drive. So again, Mahomes doesn't always play great. Remember in the Super Bowl, Mahomes was good. Remember in the Super Bowl, Mahomes gets hurt, and they need something special. And on a bum leg, he runs 35, 40 yards. That's what the great ones do. They're hurt. They're missing people. They're not playing well. It's a great defense. And Mahomes ran for 35, 40 yards. Herbert last night, missing all sorts of people. His hand, look at his finger. Yeah. It's still a mess. Third down, red zone, longest drive. Dude made the plays. And uh, another point, um, I know you love to talk about Salah. Hey, we got to keep him in huh? These island games are bad for coaches, Colin. And the that's Jets good, looked just totally unprepared. And they got another one this Sunday against the Raiders. And I'm telling you, I know everybody says, oh, Salah's fine. You got to keep him. I don't know. We'll see what happens. If they go and poop their pants again on national TV <laughs> against the Raiders on Sunday night, I'm, just be ready for I don't think Salah's going to survive the season. It's not me. It's Woody Johnson. You know these billionaires and how they feel when, when 50 million people and the announcer – are trashing your team on national television. That's a good point. It's a very fair point by you. It's not great. It's not great. I know you're not <laughs> I in don't a great want mood to be today. That point, but I but think- that's the reality of the NFL right now. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, Time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit decovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
Well, not all is lost in New York. The Knicks beat the Clippers last night, 111-97. It's interesting. The Clippers' Kawhi Leonard played well. Westbrook played well. Harden played very well. Paul George didn't play great. He's having a remarkable season. Paul George is having a terrific season. But they all played well, and they still got smoked. They shot free throws well. They shot 50% from the field, and they got smoked. Why? Because they died in the fourth quarter, and the fourth quarter is the chemistry quarter in the NBA. Right? The Clippers have four mouths to feed, and they all think they're A's. Kawhi views himself as the star of the franchise. Westbrook's got a ton of pride. He'll be a Hall of Famer. Paul George right now is the best player on the team. Look at his numbers. And frankly, James Harden, remember what he said last week about his days in Philadelphia? Remember this? Like, I think the game, and I'm a creator on the court. You know what I mean? So if I got a, a, a voice to rock in, hey, coach, I see this. You know, what you think about this? Then it's like, oh, okay. Like somebody that trusts me, that believes in me, that understands me, that I'm just not a, you know, I'm, a, I'm not a system player. I am a system. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Golden State, even their Hall of Fame level players, Draymond Green's a Hall of Famer. It won't be close. He's a Hall of Famer. He has a role. Klay Thompson will get votes. He's got a role. Wiggins, Minnesota to the Warriors, knows his role. Even Steph knew his when KD arrived. The word role does not exist for James Harden. Okay, he just, and Westbrook has way too much pride, and I understand it, to be anybody's valet in the backcourt. So last night, Harden, uh, Harden scored 15 of his 17 points when Westbrook was off the floor, right? Westbrook's not going to let somebody get all the shots and take off. That's not Russell Westbrook's got a lot of pride. He's had a very good career. So the Clippers are a little bit like that show called Chopped. Remember that TV show about food where they'd give you like peanut butter and the licorice and smoked salmon and uh, You'd be like, those are interesting ingredients. Uh, on their own, I like all of them. Good luck making it into a great salad. So I just don't think it's going to work. These four guys are stars. They don't view themselves as role players, and chemistry is developed in the fourth quarter. If you look at James Harden against the Knicks last night, very good for three. Why did he go from 14 points in the first three quarters to a dreadful minus 16 fourth? Nobody knows their role which would be easy to solve if any of them viewed themselves simply as role players. Paul George, I think, has a little bit of that, has been willing in crisis to step back, but he actually right now is the best of their players. He's having a career year with some of his numbers. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. 
Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tacovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So this is very interesting. The Big Ten, according to the lamestream media. Oh, wait, that's part of what I'm from. Uh, The Big Ten informed Michigan it might face disciplinary action. All the coaches, Zoom call, athletic directors, very mad at naughty Michigan. Ooh, what do we have here? A new story has surfaced. A former employee, according to the Associated Press, at a Big Ten football program said yesterday it was his job to steal signs, and he was given details from multiple conference schools before his team played Michigan to compile a spreadsheet of play-calling signals used by the Wolverines last year as they crushed the conference. This person also passed along screenshots of text message exchanges with staffers from a handful of Big Ten football programs with Michigan, giving the program proof that other conference teams were colluding to steal signs from the Wolverines. This is another reason why I'm on the right side and why I'm giving Michigan and Harbaugh a break. Sign stealing is absolutely part of the sport, like baseball. It is rampant. Did Michigan get more aggressive? Yes, we're all speeding on the freeway. Maybe they're going 88, the rest of us go 71. Now, I have no problem slapping Michigan on the wrist for the seat geek iPhone escapade, but this is not a five-alarm fire. You did not know the rule existed, and now we've got more information. This is common, much copied, and traditional. Everybody at some level is in on this. Everybody. It is also a convenient excuse to use 
when Jim rolls into town and beats your team badly? Well, they had the plays. It's why college basketball coaches, if you ask them, would rather have 200 teams in March Madness so they can go to their athletic director and say, well, I made the tournament nine straight years. Coaches protecting coaches. Harbaugh at San Diego with the 49ers at Stanford and with Michigan. When he gets a really good quarterback, he rolls people. He beats them all the time, but he rolls them, and Michigan has simply pulled away from the conference. So let's let's wait for the Big Ten to bra- drop the hammer on Michigan is now we have text messages from other schools stealing. Now, I know what you're saying. Well, it's the way they stole them. You're robbing a bank or you're not. You're speeding or you're not. Well, I was... I was speeding because my daughter, there was a car wreck. I was passing a guy. Cop doesn't want to hear it. You're stealing signs or you're not. Maybe Michigan was more aggressive than is viewed as acceptable by the other thieves around the conference. But I'll say it again. I'm I'm not going to, you can't convince me to go from everybody does it to this is outrageous. It may be wrong, haphazard, sloppy. But don't sell me outrage. Not interested at all in that. So Robert Sala was uh, critical. J-Mac brought this up earlier, and it's something that needs to be said. You know I am prone to be very pro-offensive head coach. The way they manipulate the offensive lines, the way they put their arms around quarterbacks. There's a lot of defensive coaches. Uh, Belichick, Ron Rivera sometimes don't have the urgency of the quarterback situation. But uh, so Sala last night was was very disappointed in uh, Zach Wilson. One of those bizarre games that just every time we had momentum, uh, like I said, just a self-inflicted wound. Uh, wound. Uh, was it his best game? Obviously not. Was it his worst game? No, I'm not going to say it was even close to his worst game. But uh, uh, it's, I think the entire offense, obviously, we all could have been better. So I like Sala. But um, Aaron Rodgers would help. Right now, Aaron Rodgers would help. Nobody would dispute that. But even if Aaron Rodgers played today for this team, he'd be running for his life. And they still wouldn't be the Jags, the Bengals, the Ravens, or the Chiefs. They wouldn't. So let's say, how many points is Aaron Rodgers worth? In his prime, I think at one time I read like 11, right? Like wins above replacement. He was 11 points better than his backup. It feels like in his prime, he was worth more than that. But let's say now it's 6-7. to seven. And that's a lot, by the way. That's not many guys worth more than seven points in the NFL. Justin Jefferson's the best receiver. He's probably worth a point. Minnesota just won with a quarterback who didn't practice without Justin Jefferson. And that's, that's Justin Jefferson. Okay, so let's say Aaron's worth six to seven a game. Well, the Jets are averaging 16, so they'd be scoring 23 a game. Think you're beating the Chiefs and the Jags and the Ravens and the Eagles and all these teams in the NFL with 23 a game? The Jets GM, Joe Douglas, smart guy, missed on a left tackle, failed badly on a quarterback, and has missed on a number two receiver. And the Jets know that. That's why at the trade deadline, they went big game hunting. Sala, by the way, is 0-2, you could argue, on coordinators. So so Mike LaFleur did not work. And Nathaniel Hackett, I'll, I'll just look at J-Mac on that. I, I don't think we're talking about a young Kyle Shanahan here. So the foundation with the Jets is not good for quarterbacks. They have one receiver, bad O-line, disaster at left tackle, and have gone 0-2 on coordinators. 
Okay, so we, again, Zach Wilson, Johnny Manziel with a better arm, not my cup of joe. I'll say that. But even with Aaron right now, would the O-line be better? Alan Lazard can't catch. What would it be? It'd be Brees Hall, a tremendous young receiver, who had a fumble last night, but he's tremendous, and Aaron running for his life. Okay? So just just remember this, and, and that's with Aaron. Think about this. So Kansas City's offense this year is not the same. That's with Andy Reid's brilliance and Travis Kelsey, best tight end ever, and Mahomes, maybe best quarterback ever. Why? They've downgraded left tackle, and it's young receiving core. And that's with Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey <laughs> and Mahomes. They're not the same offense. They're just not. They get down 21 nothing. it's not going to feel the same. So with those guys, it doesn't work. So the Jets right now, they just, they have tight end, average. Receiver, one. O-line stinks. Left tackle, worse. Coordinator, not good. So this, this, this is, it's not built for Aaron Rodgers to succeed. Okay, so they have to go in this draft. Their first pick has to be a left tackle. They have to, there's three good ones. They got to get one. Their second pick has to be a wide receiver. There's a bunch in the second and third round. And, and for the record, those guys are not going to dominate the league in their first year. <laughs> Trent Williams didn't either. So, but this, this is not, and again, Zach's not my guy, but I got to be fair here. Who would crush in this? I mean, who would crush in this? It's, it's hard. There's, there's some real, there's some good defenses. Everybody in the AFC has got a pass rusher. Kansas City's got them. Cincinnati's got them. Baltimore's got several. Philly, San Francisco in the NFC. Detroit in the NFC. Dallas in the NFC. You look at this league right now. Almost every good team has, mo- I mean, the Chargers now have three because they hit on a second round rookie. They got three pass rushers. So this is not built for, for, you know, legacy stuff here. I watched Aaron before he got to New York his last year with a more functional O-line, same young receivers, but he couldn't make the playoffs in the NFC. So I, I may not be a Zach fan. This thing ain't built to win Super Bowls. Am I wrong well, on that? They're built the wrong way. They're stacked on defense, right? You got an awesome defensive tackle, great cornerback, whoop-de-doo. Very, very good top 10 wide receiver. Probably got a top 10 running back in Brees Hall. Yeah. But the things that matter the most, quarterback and offensive line, you're just totally devoid. Like, the Philadelphia Eagles are built the right way through the trenches, and then you move externally, right? Offensive to defensive lines. Then they found Hurts and plugged him in, and he works. The Jets, I I almost, that's the kind of game, Colin, where you walk away like, yeah. We're not even close. That's the problem. Like well, if Aaron Rodgers is there, what are they? Twenty three. They're nine a game. and eight, maybe. I, I, I don't. They're, it just they're not felt close. awful. Yeah, they're not close. They're not, and that's my takeaway. So what do you do? Uh, JNC Consulting uh, phone rings. It's it's Joe Douglas. Well, do like, we try to do this on the fly? Because if we try to no, rebuild, we're no. gone. Because you whiffed on a left tackle, you have to draft another one. You should be drafting another position. Okay, because great. you so, whiffed on a quarterback, you have to overpay for Aaron. So what you have to do with your first two picks. And I well, think you don't have go- a second-round pick from the Aaron Rodgers. Okay, trade. you got to get a left tackle. Okay, great. That, that You're not going to every- get the kid from Penn State. He's going to well, be gone before. There's then. one from Notre Dame. There's one from yeah, Duke. Can, there's okay. one from the University of Houston. You got to get a left. You but cannot that's not be bad. Fix the whole line. Look at the Niners since Trent Williams got hurt with a stacked roster and Kyle Shanahan. Look at the Niners since Trent Williams got hurt. I mean, it I'm just- ready to get a little nuclear. Why? I-, I love a guy like Sauce Gardner a lot. I love him. 
Are you considering dealing him to get a better value on the offensive line quickly and salvage something? You can Sauce Gardner, you're not paying him. I love Sauce. I follow him on Instagram, whatever that's worth. Like, let's be realistic, Colin. Like, you're not really going anywhere with a loaded defense. It's just not happening. Can you get off a good, well, good defensive player my general and rule help is, your offensive line? My general rule is never give up a player who's arguably the best at his position in the sport. Okay. I, would, I don't believe in that. Left tackle, corner, even linebacker, I'm keeping him. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts this episode brought to you by 20th century studios kingdom of the planet of the apes director wes ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species as a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store... Visit decovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Third hierarchy. Time is now. Let's go. The top 10 NFL teams according to college. 
I'm going to put the Chargers. I'm going to put the Chargers at ten. They're tied for the best turnover differential in the league, plus nine. They never turn it over. Six giveaways all year. Herbert doesn't throw picks or fumble. Their red zone offense. Last night they were two for two. Austin Eckler. They're not a good run team, but Eckler can make and find crevices in tight spots. Listen, they don't turn it over. Three guys that can rush the passer. They've got an elite quarterback. I don't always love the coach. But I'm sorry, last night, special teams, getting sacks, red zone excellence. I'm putting them at 10. Number nine. I don't know what to do with Seattle. I don't. They're one of three teams with a winning record and a negative point differential. I trust Pete. I like their run game. They get after the passer. Um, But they've turned into eight turnovers in four games. Geno Smith has a ceiling. Um, I just, it's one of these things I respect the front office. I respect Pete. They run the football. They get after the passer. But, you know, that Geno thing, you watch Baltimore, that gets ugly fast. Number eight. Dallas. They outgain the Eagles in the fourth quarter, 163 yards to 14. They match up with Philadelphia. They're just not as good at quarterback. They're just not as clever at coach. 29th ranked red zone offense this year. They miss Kellen Moore, period. But Dak's playing well. Three straight games of a passer rating over 100. They're a bit like Philadelphia. Again, I like Jalen Hurts more than Dak, but they have a dominant receiver. Good old line. Have a pass rush. Not great at corner. Good running backs, not great. Dallas at eight. Number seven. But I take Detroit over them because they have the number two ranked offense. They're better in the red zone. Uh, Jared Goff has one or fewer turnovers in every game this season. He doesn't melt down much, although Baltimore was ugly. I really like Detroit. I think Detroit and Dallas could play in the playoffs, and I think I would take Detroit because their O-line would hold off Lawrence and Micah Parsons. Like their culture, love their front office, I got the Lions at seven. Number six. Jags, 11-2 and two over the last 13 games. They lead the NFL in takeaways. They do what good teams do. Offensive coach, quarterback, who can be a playmaker. They can run the ball, got star playmakers, semi-stars, and they take the ball away. I like them. They've held opponents under 20 in four of the last five games. They may be able to, in that division, rest starters down the stretch and get healthy. Jags, I've liked them in the offseason. I said I thought they could be the number one seed there at six. Number five. San Francisco. Listen, it's interesting. Their schedule now gets very, very interesting, and they don't have Trent Williams. Now, if Trent plays, they're fine, but they're three and six without their left tackle, and Brock Purdy's not a guy that can overcome that. Their defense is starting to show holes. Steve Wilkes is not D'Amico Ryans. That's why they went and got Chase Young. Um, If they lose to Jacksonville, look at their schedule going forward. It's a little scary, but I do think Chase Young adds depth to an area that's already great, and they'll figure out a way down the stretch to get into the playoffs. Number four. Philadelphia. Listen, Jalen Hurts is terrific. Stop doubting him. But this schedule is ugly. At the Chiefs, Bills, Niners, at the Cowboys. They're going to have some bumps here. They're going to lose some games over the next month. But I love their creativity. I love their O-line, D-line play. A.J. Brown is mostly unguardable. And there is an art to winning ugly. There is an art. Kansas City's done this. When you don't play great and win That is talent. That's what championship teams do. I got them at four. Number three. Cincinnati at three. Listen, Joe Burrow is 5-1 and all-time against Mahomes and Allen. If you asked Andy Reid privately, this is the team he doesn't want to play. He got no interest. 
Pass rush, weapons, and Burrow is filthy. They lead the NFL in turnover differential. They never give the ball away once it gets to October. They just don't give it away. They are situationally as good as Kansas City. Great on third down and fourth down. Joe Burrow's on fire. Their defense is playing great. Cincinnati three. Number two. Kansas City's first half was, to me, the best half of football by any team in the league this year. Absolutely woke up in a pissy mood and stomped Miami. It was great. But they couldn't put them away. Why? Because they're not going to be able to. It's just an average receiving court. Now, it will grow. It will evolve. It will get better. But they're not the Kansas City that can come from behind 21-0 third quarter. They're not the Kansas City that's an avalanche. They get on top and they keep roll, keep rolling. Now, I will say Mahomes is ridiculous. He has completed passes to, <laughs> to 15 different players. So, it, I mean, he's making it work only like he can. But I have Kansas City at two. Number one. I've had Baltimore at one for a month. I think they're special. I think they just – they are – are rolling downhill now you got obj flowers i like everything about him pass rust coaching depth lamar four and one against winning teams there's nothing i don't like about baltimore but i do think kansas city if given the choice would face baltimore Cincinnati. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles. Always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, Visit decovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't need it. 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nick Wright, co-host First Things First. Look at that, Kansas City at two. Despite a well, di- shocker. A bus- ten straight weeks, they just can't get to number one. I mean, just ten straight weeks, you just snub them. Go ahead, sorry. I'll let you finish your show. My but, apologies. Go ahead. But let's be honest. If you privately asked Andy Reid who you don't want to face in this entire league, he'd take Philadelphia on. He'd take the Jags on. He'd take the Ravens. You would have to admit, Cincinnati's getting to scary Cincinnati again. They're really good. Sure. Yeah, no, I'm with that, but let's play that game the other way. If Let's just say it's the AFC Championship game, Colin, and the NFC Championship game's already happened, and the Eagles or the Niners or the Cowboys or the Lions or whomever is sitting knowing they are in the Super Bowl. And that, NFC cha- that AFC Championship game is Chiefs-Ravens. Who's that NFC team rooting for? Just curious. Who privately, who do they like, ah, we do want to face and we don't want to face. And we all know the answer is the team no one wants to face is Kansas City. And I want to ask you one other question. Just okay. a thought exercise, Colin, because you are, you know, one of the two most logical people in sports media. I can't think of who the other one is, but uh, it'll come to mind at some point. Here's my question. Yeah. Take all of NFL history. Yeah. And take your favorite of the all-time great quarterbacks. Yeah. Of which we agree Mahomes is one of them, right? Yeah. Put them in the prime of their career. Give them a universally accepted, excellent coach. And say, and you know what? This year, you get a top three defense. Prime Peyton Manning, you get a top three defense. Prime Tom Brady, you get a top three defense. Prime Aaron Rodgers, prime Dan Marino. Would that team in every year of NFL history be the favorite? You have a generational quarterback, a great coach, and top three evens. Would that team always be the favorite? But teams grow, and Kansas City should be the favorite in January. But that receiving core in the second half, where Kansas City with a 21-0 lead, you're probably going to your app and saying 48-7, but you don't now. I think in six to eight weeks, the receiving core will be better than today, but they've downgraded at left tackle. This receiving core doesn't have a one or a two. They're not the best team today. Oh, Colin, hold on. This Here's the problem. Everyone wants Kansas City to look the way they want them to look. Let me ask you a question, Colin. Okay, okay. Are you the best broadcaster yes. <laughs> right now? Well, Come on. well, no, I don't I'm mean not, in the world. I do Are fine. you the best broadcaster well, you've been? Yes. You've been. Uh, Are you the best broadcaster yes. that you've been in your career? Uh, probably close to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. On most Probably days. close to it. Are yeah, you yeah. the same? Do you do you have do you, no. if you look listen back to your tape from twenty years ago? No. Are there takes that were hotter that you maybe <laughs> would be like ah I'm not going to say that yeah. it's not quite as exciting but you're better. This Chiefs team is just different. They the, the idea that and this is what I don't know why people are afraid to admit this. Can this Chiefs team still win a shootout? I believe they can. Does it happen as often? No, but they can. But for the first time in Mahomes' career, they can win a game like Sunday. Yeah. They can win a defensive game because they shut down an opposing great offense. So I'm going to be the last one that just go, goes at and says, the team that won the Super Bowl, that has the best record, has the best coach, the best quarterback, and all of a sudden a great defense, that, by the way, has the exact 
exact same receiving core it had last year, except they lost Juju and added Rasheed Rice, who I think at this point is better than Juju. I think that team is the overwhelming favorite. We'll see how long it takes everyone to agree with me. You'll be the first, Colin. As the second most logical person in sports media, you'll be the first to admit everyone else will get there eventually. All right, let's go to this. So I try to be Colin glass full with Jason 10 minutes ago. Yeah. I said the Jets go into a draft and do not have to draft anybody on one side of the ball defense. They don't. They even have good corners, two of them. Um, special teams, whatever. I said they need a left tackle and more receivers and tight ends. And those positions, especially receiver, tight end, yeah. college football furnishes you with lots of those players. But, sure. they're, but their GM missed on a left tackle and a quarterback. And do you think the Jets will regret not bringing in a Kirk Cousins, a Carson Wentz, when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Well, well, yeah, or, I mean, how we've had two quarterbacks pop their Achilles this year, unfortunately. One of them, days later, brought in Josh Dobbs. The other put their fingers in their ears and pretended everything would be okay. And I don't know, Colin, if it's pride or ego, but for some reason, the Jets, refusing to admit that they butchered, and you know what? I want to be fair here. I don't even think they butchered the Zach Wilson pick. If you look back at that draft, we now know there was one great quarterback, and he went the pick before him. They had to draft a quarterback there. Who were the options? Zach, doesn't work. Trey Lance, can't get on the field. Justin Fields, probably the highest upside, but probably not the guy. And Mac Jones, who's going to get benched after this season. So you could simply say, we had to take a quarterback, Turns out there weren't any. We've got to admit that. Instead, they refused to admit it in the offseason. They had too much pride that, you know, or ego that no chance Aaron gets hurt so we can have Zach and Tim Boyle as the backups. And then when he did get hurt, they pretended everything would be fine. And, Colin, if there was ever a moment of clarity for them, it should have been after last week. Last week when they got the single worst win in maybe NFL history in that game against the Giants. Yeah. When some they they could have had a second where they said, you know what, we're four and three. Don't know how, but we are. Aaron keeps making noise like he's gonna come back. Yeah. Can we go so you know pay a slight premium for Jacoby Brissett? For Davis Mills, who's not going to get on the field in Houston because just as a bridge. Because one thing Robert Sala said correctly last night, Colin, is that that was not even close to Zach Wilson's worst game of his career. And that's the problem. That was actually a slightly above average Zach Wilson game, and they couldn't move the football, they couldn't score. So I don't know why they, they went about it this way, but now this is they're just simply repeating the exact season they had last year. A great defense and an offense that's so bad you can't win. So um, I, I hear a lot about, um, you know, the Cowboys should be encouraged about their loss to Philadelphia. And it was one of those rare games where I kind of said, this is what's going to happen, and it did. I said it'll be close, Dallas will go toe-to-toe, -to -toe, but situationally, they'll do what they do. They're bad situationally, Philly's good, and that really was the game. How should they, in your opinion, feel this morning, the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, I actually, on this one, I actually disagree with you. Because I was Philly great situationally, maybe. I mean, Philly was the team that butchered, you know, either a handoff or ran into each other in almost a run-out-the-clock situation late in the game that could have set the Cowboys up to steal it. Philly is a team right now that I give them massive credit 
for being 8-1 and one and Jalen playing through injury and their aggressiveness on fourth downs. I think they are a very impressive team. I also think we now have seen all year and parts of last year, if you can block them, you can move the ball on them through the air. Yes. That they, if, if you can block them, that secondary can be had. And if I'm Dallas, I look at it in this regard. I think Dallas, ha- if they're honest, they are probably looking at the potential postseason and saying, boy, oh boy, I hope someone else beats San Francisco because we do not seem able to do it. Like San Francisco, for some reason, we can't beat them. We match up poorly with them. I think Dallas looks at Philly and says, we absolutely can beat them. That we, the, yes, if Philly won that game, I would expect Dallas to win the game in their building in a month and a half or when, you know, the beginning of December when that game is. I think Philly deserves to be the favorites, but I also think Dallas, because they have a, not an elite offensive line, but a strong enough offensive line to give Dak time. I think Dallas vertically can move the ball on them and potentially win a shootout next time 31-28 instead of losing 28-23. So while I don't think Dallas can necessarily beat San Francisco, I do think they match up relatively well with the Eagles. So I was saying yesterday on Sean McDermott, uh, it may be time to pivot. I said if you have two, let's say you have two kids, son and a daughter. One is detailed and organized. One is a visionary. So the son is like an accountant, detailed and organized, but doesn't have a lot of vision. The I daughter, like this. daughter, I'm already in. Let's daughter's go. a little scatterbrained, yeah. but unbelievable creativity and vision. Often I've got kids, they're not the same. So the coach that can organize and clean up messes, I grew up with Chuck Knox, Rams, uh, Marty Schottenheimer, over and over, sure. go into a mess, organize it, clean it up. Not a lot of vision. To the next level. I think that's McDermott. There's a rigidity around him and a lack of vision. He did a remarkable job, like a Chuck Knox or a Schottenheimer, to clean a mess up. They have clearly hit. Nobody fears them now. Cincinnati, Jags, nobody fears them. Your thoughts on Buffalo. I think I think sometimes you have to look in the mirror and go, our organizing guy is not our vision guy. We mean we may need to pivot here. If I may, I'll give you an example coach-wise from the NBA, a contemporary one, with Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau is a almost perfect coach to hire if it's a mess and you need a serious playoff caliber organization, but has shown consistently that once you get that, you need someone else to take you to the next step. It's probably not him. So I think you might be right on Sean McDermott. I also think the majority of the blame probably should go to the front office than the coaching staff because you tweeted this, Colin, a couple weeks ago, and I think it's spot on. It was something to the effect of that maybe everyone has just overrated the Bills' talent. You know what, Colin? They are a team with a very high floor or high ceiling, low floor quarterback with one great offensive player, Stephon Diggs. The quarterback, they got a very good quarterback and a great receiver. What else on this team offensively do we love? I know defensively they've suffered a ton of injuries, but that's not why four of the last six weeks they've had ten – four of the last five weeks, pardon me. They've had ten points or fewer at the midway mark of the fourth quarter. Their offensive struggles are what's more notable than the defense not being great because of the injuries. They have missed on a ton of draft picks. 
They have a fine offensive line, but not a great one. They don't trust their run game. They don't have a second receiver. And Josh is so hit or miss. He's great when he's great, but you don't know when that's coming. I just don't think it's a great roster. So you take the fact that maybe the coach kind of reached his Peter principle. Josh Allen is still always constantly trying to recreate that playoff game against the Chiefs, even when games don't call for it. And aside from Diggs, who scares you, you know, all of a sudden, a lot of teams can pass you in the AFC. The Chiefs were always ahead of them. The Bengals clearly passed them last year, if not the year before. The Jags are right there. The Ravens are right there. And obviously, Miami is right there in a different kind of their different style of team. You can wake up and all of a sudden find out we thought we were competing with the Chiefs for the top of the conference. Turns out we're competing with the Steelers for the final playoff spot. Yeah. And I think that's the situation Buffalo has found themselves in. Once again, Dapper, uh, very well appointed. Uh, Nick Wright, first things first. A show is on fire. I appreciate that. On fire, my man. Can I, before, I know know we're out of time, just real quick. Is Herbert going to make the playoffs? I just need to know. Are the Chargers going to make the playoffs? If they they beat Detroit this weekend, which is, by the way, if they beat Detroit, they're a playoff. Look at their schedule. It's a lot of Denver. It's a lot of average quarterbacks. They do face Lamar. That's an L. If they beat Detroit... They're a playoff team. Well, and they get Kansas City in week 18 when the Chiefs will probably be resting everyone. One seed <laughs> locked up, got our feet up on the couch, and they can sneak in that way. Let's talk to you later. See you, Colin. All right, Nick Wright. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.